bit Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy Hard time scrolling for your long truants You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind We shouldn't stand face to face During a pandemic that can't be erased And although we have face covers Things have changed It's not the same Well it seems like there's a new strain Yeah yeah I just don't want to go back to pre-COVID days And I think I've washed my hands now five times I just want COVID out of my life (laughs) Wow, yeah, wow, that's a song for you I would have been really interested to hear what Sadiq would have thought Um I should have asked him who he would have thought that that song is by. But, you know, that's Monica, Before You Walk Out of My Life. A big tune, a big tune. Um, I, maybe he would have gotten that one right. You never know. But, you know, he makes up the most outlandish things. But as you can tell, Sadiq is not here again this week. He's still feeling a little bit unwell, but he should be back soon. So it is I, Collect Chai, in the place to buy um yes it's me Kalechi in the place to be welcome to another episode of SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum and yeah I'm very very happy to be here as per as per usual um and um happy new year to all of you man you know you're fully out here still doing what you need to do and um I love it. I love it. I love it for you. And uh, I see you all interacting with my videos and things like that, which I greatly appreciate, even when stupid, silly white women come and write nonsensical things in the comments. Um, Still, we move. And I love that so many of you dragged her and dealt with her because that's what needs to happen nowadays. If you choose that you don't know how to behave, then you will be taught how to behave. You will be dragged accordingly. That is the energy of 2021. Move mad and you will find out. Yeah, that's 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 really it. Um, But yeah, I'm here another week. I'm just going to zoom through all of the bits that we've got to talk about. (laughs) Sorry, I've just randomly thought of um, one of the episodes over the summer where a wayward person was emailing me, journalist lol, um, about, oh, well, it's not like you're a household name. Check the resume now, bitch. 
check the resume now. Yeah. And I said in that episode as well, when I talked about it, I said, give me till the 31st of December and I need you to run that rhetoric back. I need you to run them lines back because you keep forgetting a lot of you keep forgetting that the God I serve will never leave me nor forsake me. And he has fashioned my, my feet, like, like the, the feet of, of, of a goat, yeah, the greatest of all time. So I will be able to stand on mountainsides and not be knocked off. And should anything happen, the angels will grab me and I will fly, fly away to the highest peaks and continue to do what a bad bitch does. Do you understand? Do you understand? I don't think you do because we keep having to repeat this same fuckery. But I'm praying that in 2021, all of the naysayers are realizing that you can't say nay where God says yay. All right. Better know that one. Better know. Girls better know, yeah? Anyway, 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 enough of me talking my shit. (gasps) Welcome. Let's get into it. Tarot this week. um, I'm looking at what are the energies like for us as we begin in 2021. I don't know if any of you have resolutions. My only resolution is to be intentional in protecting my peace and carving out more spaces for joy. Um being in my body, I just think to myself, wow, this body feels different to the body I was in when I was 21, for instance, or when I was 18, you know, I, there's just so much more peace in it now. And I'm grateful for that. And I just want to create more spaces for peace. And if that requires cussing out a pussy, oh, then that's what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my resolution to feel peace and to make more space for, for peace in and around me. But, um, as for the tarot, the tarot is really interesting. Lots of major arcana cards, like so much is happening um, for the beginning of the year. The first card is the death card that comes out, um, which tells us that it's the dawn of a new day. You know, so many systems that we are used to are ending. We have um, people who would sit on their white horses. I feel like, you know, like government, for instance, and they will tell you that you can't have this. You can't have that because, you know, that's just the way it is. We don't have a magic money tree. Send your children back to school. It doesn't matter if COVID is out there fucking everyone um, every way from Sunday, but you know, you send your children back out there. Meanwhile, I'm also planning on, um, implementing tougher, um, restrictions, but why are you implementing tougher restrictions when you're still telling children to go out to school? Like, what the fuck are you saying? And this is this energy that all of that fuckery is going to end. It's going to end because people are going to while out People are going to march forward. People aren't going to have it anymore because so many people have lost loved ones due to the mishandling of this pandemic by the various governments across the world. But I'm specifically looking at Boris the Pussy Clark. Um, And so we're coming to the end of that cycle and we're coming to the dawn of a new day where people won't have to starve. People won't have to beg the government for fucking the most basic shit for their family. Like that will just be a standard, you know, very soon. Soon and very soon. Ooh, we're going to see the king. Hey, soon and very soon. Twerk it. We're going to see the king. Oi. So, yes, pussy pop to Jesus. Pussy popping for Jesus. Um, No, honestly, 
we're coming to the end of all of this fuckery and people won't have to beg. People won't have to watch what, um, you know, the uh, leaders, quote unquote, of this country are enjoying while everybody else is suffering. And they're telling you, well, you're suffering because, you know, it's just your lot in life because I'm up here and you're down there. No, we're not running with that any longer. The time for that is stopping because we've got the wheel of fortune in reverse as well. And that the wheel of fortune in reverse is also saying that, you know, it's not quite now. Now is not quite the time that we're going to while out, but the wiling out will come out, will come soon enough because the next card after that is the chariot. So when we are ready to go, ooh, it's going to be a mad thing. It's going to be a mad thing. It's going to be a mazar. It's going to be a mazar. So just preparing yourself for the fact that the way that you were used to working prior to 2020, the way that you have been told that success um, happens, all of those things are totally out of the window now. And you have to be willing to learn a new way. And that new way requires you to be more accountable for your actions and to show up as more of yourself. Like the girls aren't going to be satisfied anymore with just endless pictures of your you or you know endless selfies or you know um vacuous statements or whatever people aren't going to be satisfied with that just that surface level shit anymore because people have literally been face to face with death now right um in more ways or like on a you know in a collective sense than they ever have before so now people are just requiring more depth whether they realize it consciously or not that's what people are yearning for and so they're gravitating towards those who they think are just kind of helping them wake up bring me back to life yeah anyway so yeah so they're being brought back to life and um so the time right now we're seeing all of that happening we know that the we're coming to an end with the way that things have been running thus far but then the beginning um you know, of when we really, really move isn't quite yet because three of swords in reverse, there's still some grieving to do that people are unwilling to do. People are still unwilling to grieve the lives that they knew pre COVID because some people, I think even a fact, a lot of people believe that they are somehow going to be able to go back to a normal quote unquote, normal life after this. So they're refusing to start that grief process, which means that we can't move collectively forward because they still think that the forward that we're going to it's going to resemble the backwards that we've left, you know, and it's not. So the, the grieving has to happen. People have to be willing to um, divest from the systems that continue to oppress them and oppress other people. Because the next card that we've got is the devil card where we see two figures chained to a block that the devil is sitting on. And this is um, a Capricorn card, I believe. So when we're seeing that as well, it's just that idea that in this season, especially um, at the beginning of, you know, the beginning part of this year, your task is to find all of the ways that you are chained to systems and dynamics that do not serve you. And even if you feel, even if you deep that they serve you, but they don't serve other people, then you're going to have to look at that. You know, if you're happy to exist within a system that you're getting all the benefits from, but other people are severely impacted by, then you're a pussy club. So you have to be willing to break away from those systems basically and break those chains that continue to hold you. And, and it's tempting, it's fucking tempting because every time they sense that you want to leave, 
Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling you I need you in my life. Or telling me I need you in my life. That's capitalism. Every time you try to leave, it keeps pulling you back, you back, telling you that you need it in in your life. But, you know, all of us function within this system anyway. So it's not like we can just completely just leave it straight away. But what I'm saying is that you can look at all of the small, small ways that you can just start breaking away from those um um, dynamics and um, freeing yourself and thus freeing other people. Um, then we've got the five of pentacles in reverse, which says to me that you won't be left out in the cold. You will find, um, you You might feel like you're left out of the institutions because we see this church window here as well with the pentacles on the church window. You might feel like you're left out of the institutions or you're left out of, you know, the, the in crowd. I'm in with the in crowd. Hey, I know what the in crowd know. I'm in with the in crowd. Fuck the in crowd, man. So now you're not going to be in with the in crowd, but that when you are serious about change, you're going to find yourself moving away from those who don't want to change and those who are happy within a particular dynamic. What I always think about is, you know, in the UK, in the UK, in Britain, right, there are, there are cliques or everyone has their, ain't nobody fucking with my clique, clique. Not my clit, as in my clitoris, but I mean my clique. But anyway, people have their little groups and they have their little WhatsApp groups. And I guess that they think that they start these groups with the best intentions, um, whether they're actors, writers, (laughs) writers. Oh, God. Um, So they'll start these groups and they'll claim that they're doing it to support each other and to share resources and blah, blah, blah. Sooner or later, it turns into a pile of shit and they basically sit in these groups and they attack other people who aren't in the groups and they, you know, you know mock them. And I guess there's this silent, unwritten understanding, or sometimes it is written in some cases, um, unwritten understanding that we'll make fun of them in these groups and we'll do what we're doing but then outside we won't you know outside the whatsapp group we won't make mention of this what i'm finding is that more and more people are leaving these groups because they're realizing that the people that they are making fun of within those groups are actually living a better more happier life um able to speak their truth publicly in a way that they can't the ones that exist in these groups and so they want to go there they want to go where the light is they don't want to stay in the darkness um with these lot anymore and so basically all of these little little groups that um that bond through their insecurities and their um hatred of anybody who seems to be um living more fully than they are um on um you know hatred of anybody who isn't abiding by the rules that they've been taught that they need to abide by in order to be successful in their respective um um industries there yeah all of that's falling apart and so some of these people are now out in the cold they're looking to make new friends and they're trying to gravitate towards the people that they were probably talking shit about but if you're smart you just have to check people at the door in it check people at the door and people who want to now be friends with you but you see that they before they were hanging around in dynamics and in groups that weren't very kind to you you have to, it's fine to, you know, question their, um, you know, their integrity, you know, it's, it's fine to take your time with that, that I'm talking about that in the grand scheme of things in terms of people who suddenly claim that they want to be allies, whatever the fuck that means, looking at where they, where they were and, and how they've behaved previously and, and seeing how 
how could you make that swift shift and um i'm gonna just take baby steps with you to the smaller ones where you see that these groups of people um behave this kind of way when you see them at industry parties and social media and things like that and then suddenly they're moving differently still take your time with everybody but it's not a bad thing that these things are falling apart. They're just realizing that all of that fuck shit won't get them any further. And so they're having to leave those establishments, leave those institutions to go and look for something that um, will serve them better and hopefully will serve the communities around them better. So that's part of the reading. And um, then the card from the spiritual seasoning for the soul oracle deck is you create tomorrow with what you do today and that is number 17 number 17 and it says here just get it out for you it says none of your actions exist in a vacuum you know that you know the tomorrow that you desire so ask yourself whether the actions of today reflect here and that is a word and that is a mood and that is a vibe yeah we didn't get to where we got to in terms of 2020 by accident. Those were a series of choices that people were making daily with uh, choices that we made in like as individuals in our day-to-day lives and choices that governments had made and ancestral Higgy Hagger people had made for, you know, the global West and the such. So, we didn't just happen, you know, to be here by chance. It's all because of things that were done before, that were done in the now, that now gives us this now. So if you want to see a different tomorrow, if you want to see a world that better reflects you and serves you, then you're going to have to do things differently today, you know, and that's really it. There's no two ways about it. You can't wish for a better tomorrow and still be moving like a complex today. Like you're, you're going to have to change how you behave, you know, it's fine to be a dickhead in recovery, but if you're not in recovery and you just being a dickhead, then there's no space for you where we're all going. You just need to know that. So then the card that we get from the wisdom of the Oracle card deck is number 34, a leg up. And we see a polar bear, like a mummy polar bear and a baby polar bear is getting on her back and it says here you've come to a point where um, going it alone is no longer optimal for you five of pentacles in reverse um life has a way of presenting you with the perfect people to align with you who can give you a leg up during the next phase of your journey exactly the wheel of fortune is telling us that we're moving to a next phase even if it's not right now and then the chariot is there um Help comes to you in all the areas of your life where you need a boost. The trick is to accept that aid so freely given. When you embrace interdependence, allowing teamwork and independence to commingle, miracles happen. Now is such a time. Um, If this is a relationship message, it says relationships that are healthy thrive on interdependence. It's important to recognize that you need others as much as they need you. You must allow people to support you just as you were there for them. This is a time to be vulnerable, to speak up about your needs and to ask for them to be fulfilled. Trust you will be met with kindness and love. Don't expect others to read your mind, though. Ask and it is given. 
Um, Prosperity Messages says, now is the perfect time to seek advice from a mentor or business advisor who has been there for, um, who has been where you want to go to help you get to where you want to get to. If you do, you will receive very good counsel that will aid in your prosperity. It may also be the case that your endeavours have grown and you are in a position where you can't just do it all yourself anymore. Time to bring on those who can give you a leg up. Trust that help is available and it will indeed appear. Delegate authority to others so you can take steps towards your big dream. The perfect people will arrive in the perfect time so long as you step forward with just a mustard seed of faith. Oh, that is a word. That's all you need, just a mustard seed of faith. Um, Then the protection message says here, are you always insisting on doing everything yourself? Do you have a little faith that help will come? Convinced that the burden, burden of the world is doomed to remain on your shoulders. Your beliefs about going it alone need to be discarded as they do not serve you at all. Let others help you. Yes, it will make you feel vulnerable to admit you need a helping hand, but to be vulnerable is good for, um, for you have a lesson to learn. You must let someone else assist. You can't do life all by yourself. Once you um, once you shift your expectations, you'll be amazed by how quickly help arrives to give you a leg up. And that's really, really interesting. You, you know, some people are scared of like leaving establishments and leaving things that seem familiar, like the world that we exist in and the society that we currently know, because they're like, oh, but who will be there for me um, when I get to the other side? There'll always be somebody there for you. When you, every vibe finds a tribe, that's one of the cards in this, um, in the spiritual seasoning deck. Yeah. You will, as you change, you'll, you'll move towards people who are similar to you in your energy you won't be alone. You're never really alone anyway. Just because you think you're by yourself, you always forget that there are entire forces of people, um, energies around you at every time. You just have to be able to utilize them. But I take that message for me personally, you know, it feels a bit like a self drag as well, because I know fam, I know I need a personal assistant. It's getting to the point that it is fucking ridiculous now. Like I know I need a new personal assistant, but I have major trust issues and honestly I've said it on this podcast before my work ethic is not something that I see much of in other people that's why I sometimes have to bite my tongue when I see the especially when people take money from people for certain things and they don't deliver on what they're taking money for um yes there are capitalist structures and things like that but I think at the same time like we have to be disciplined in how we show up um when we are offering services that's how I see it personally. And that's, you know, the ethos I've had for the studio. And so for me, I work very, very hard. Like I know I've just always been that way. It just is how I am. So when I'm looking for an assistant, I don't really want someone that can just talk the talk. Like you have to be able to meet me at where my mind is at and then start preempting other things. And I just, I honestly don't believe that there is a currently a human out there that is capable of doing that i'm not no fortune 500b yet but i do know that i need people to work as hard as me and fam like you you can even have management and still feel like ah you're you you lot what they're not working the way that i'm working everyone works differently obviously but i'm the kind of person that i'm i'm there like i'm just constantly 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 on it and then you've got you know non-disclosure agreements and things like that because also to let people 
in to have an assistant you've got to let them in to the things that you do and trust that they they're not mad and I just don't believe that there are many people out there who aren't mad so it's a tough one for me I know that it's a lesson where God's like well you're gonna have to make a choice at some at some point baby girl I'm gonna keep giving you these blessings but you're gonna need somebody to help you organize certain things and get certain things in your diary and and get certain emails out um yeah, the initial stages, you have to like train them up and stuff. But I'm hoping that once that's done, that they just fly. And I know that there are virtual assistants. I know all of this. I know all of that. But still, my my trust, ooh, it's a lot. It's a lot because I just don't like being disappointed. And I don't like that process of saying to someone, oh, you're not actually doing what I expect you to be doing. And then having to wrap the whole thing up. I hate that process. I hate it. Um, but I'm aware, I'm aware, God, I hear you that I need to get an assistant. Stop screaming, stop shouting. I heard you. Um, but what I am doing though, is I'm getting a cleaner. That is what I am doing because just to eat, I looked at my life and I was just like, all the things that I'm doing, um, there's a lot. And if someone can just come in once a week and, and do the, you know, help with the cleaning here and there, that will make a big difference. So I will be getting a cleaner, but again, I want it to be the perfect cleaner. So I'm going to grill them to bumba to make sure that they are suitable to do what I need them to do. Um, so yeah, so I just felt to share that really. Anyway, that's that for the tarot. Pray that it resonates with you. I'll just then jump to bigging up one of our first show sponsors for this um, episode, who's ExpressVPN. So be right back. So big up yourself, ExpressVPN. I appreciate you for sponsoring uh, this episode. Truly appreciate it. Truly appreciate it. So one question that ExpressVPN is having us all ask is, how did you choose the internet service provider that you would use? I actually went and looked up and down, up and down to find one that I felt like was even fast enough and all of that. That's what I was focused on, the speed. But the sad thing is that most of us have very, very little choice because internet service providers operate like monopolies in the regions that they serve they then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers data caps streaming throttles the list goes on but worst of all internet service providers are required by law to keep logs of your internet activity for 12 months and authorities are allowed to access these logs without a warrant to prevent internet service providers uh, providers providers from seeing all of my internet activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. That's ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all of your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so your internet service provider cannot see any of your activity. Obviously, don't be moving mad and don't be doing stupid things. Duh. Anyway, just think about how much your life is on the how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch or message you send gets tracked by internet service providers. They can then hand over your information to government agencies, even when you've done nothing wrong. That's why I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your internet service provider. Or you could just download the app, tap one button and on your device and you're protected. ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing down your connection. And that's why all of the girls love them. By uh, They've been rated highly by uh, TechRate and wired so stop handing over your personal data watch all of the amazing things that you want to watch um and stop handing over all of this data to internet service providers um who mine your activity and violate your right to privacy protect yourself with the vpn that i use 
to keep me private online and that's ExpressVPN. So go to expressvpn.com slash straws. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws to get extra three months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash straws right now to get your life. Okay, cool. So let's get on with Share Your Magnificence. Okay, so this week on Share Your Magnificence, I've got one letter um trigger warning it discusses pregnancy loss so if you'd rather not hear that i'd say skip forward maybe about five minutes cool so this letter says hi kalechi i hope you had some much needed rest and quality time during this festive period with your family wishing you and your family a fruitful new year i just want to say thank you for you consistently speaking up on injustice whether it's through your instagram videos the podcast or through acting you've inspired myself to pursue one of my great loves which is to write i've been an avid listener of the S- of sym since the start and have seen it grow from strength to strength i really love your relationship that you have with Sadiq. It reminds me of my relationship with my brother. We are close in age and he's my best friend. He has recently moved abroad for work. And although I'm super proud of him, I miss him dearly. Aw. Kelechi, you have a gift. Thank you. The last few weeks you have been talking about birthing, a new life, fertility. I wept at your readings. I'm going to be honest as it's taken me five weeks to complete this letter to you because of procrastination and anxiety. For my Share Your Magnificence, I would like to nominate all the women and birthing people who have suffered child loss. The last few weeks have been devastating as I experienced my third child loss in three years due to ectopic pregnancy. I know you've been very open about your own pregnancy loss and for that I admire you. Being from a Nigerian in heritage these kind of things are kept hidden and not talked about all too often women and birthing people have feelings of shame and guilt and personally i've had feelings of failure and guess that um and i guess that may be because i've attached giving birth to my womanhood i think that is something i'm going to have to work on I'll be forever grateful that you shared your pregnancy loss with us. You've inspired me to document and share my experience of pregnancy loss. I've been umming and ahhing about sharing as this year has been crap and many people have been going through it. I also didn't want to be a downer as few friends of mine are either pregnant or have given birth recently. However, a good friend of mine reminded me that to not share due to this was would be saying that my experience is less than and that both experiences can coexist. And I've started writing and hope to share soon. I do not know my future in terms of conceiving naturally, but I'm so lucky to have a very supportive partner who has really given space for me to go through the emotions. I've really cried and this time I've allowed myself to go through the emotions. This is different for me as previously I had the get on with it attitude. I found great comfort in prayer, meditation and tarot. Your spiritual seasoning for the soul deck has been so important in my healing process. So yeah, there you have it. My share your magnificence, sending love, light and virtual hugs to those who have experienced pregnancy loss. Babe, baby girl. Two slaps on your chest. First and foremost, two slaps on your chest. Um, I can only just commend you on being so brave and courageous and vulnerable and writing in and sharing your um, experience. Just know that you are loved. That pregnancy loss grief, that, that, that pain is unlike something that you can really articulate and put into words. But I love that you have a friend that told you that 
you can't not talk about what you're going through because everybody, you know, you've got people around you who have just recently given birth or who are currently pregnant because your experience also matters. Like you matter. So, you know, your experience isn't less than and isn't like, oh, you know, and here's this negative thing to bring everything down. It is a thing. It is a thing. It is, it is an experience, you know, and your experience should be talked about, um, too. Obviously, you know, I have an issue with, um, certain groups that you know people start or have and where they are talking about pregnancy loss and then they go and bombard people who have just announced their pregnancy i think that that's vile i think that's disgusting i think that's uncouth but um you could be raising awareness and you can raise awareness in tactful ways and i just don't think that some people have been doing that and i've spoken about that on this podcast before but in terms of what you're talking about this is just your personal experience and and i think that that should be shared and that should be honored and i'm so grateful that the spiritual seasoning cards could be a part of that healing um and I, you know, I, I love that you just said, you know, you're just staying open and seeing what happens. And I'm thankful to God that you have a support, uh, supportive partner who's, um, you know, there for you and just letting you feel everything that you need to feel, feel all of it, feel all of it and know that you are loved and know that you are worthy. And I really respect your introspection as to, um, linking your womanhood to birthing and, you know, looking at, that relationship and and considering you know what that means for you and i would say continue to analyze it because your 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 far your your greatness far exceeds you know birthing you know simply like you know birthing somebody that's you know cool if it happens but also cool if it doesn't um because there there's so much more to you than 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 just that and i'm sending you lots of love and i'm really really thinking of you you know really really thinking of you during this time and i pray that your desires as they you know align with your highest good that they're brought to you um through this year amen so that's the share your magnificence thank you so so much and then i'm gonna go to so you mad why don't we just jump straight into so you mad so i heard this clip of will i am saying that black eyed peas are not um considered a black group because they've become so successful i'm gonna play the clip because i'm unsure as to whether i'm hearing things or whether yeah let's play it because maybe you lot might want to have a discussion about it on the uh, on the timeline as well but i'm going to say what i think once we've listened to it shut here we go let me play it if you were panasonic headphones or sony headphones you didn't know beats was just going to come and take your lunch facts and so so in 2007 in 2004 black eyed peas we you know we were just trying to get on you know we're not like when you think of like i'm a black dude but when you think of Black Eyed Peas, we got so big that, and it hurts, it kind of hurt my, it still hurts a little bit. Like, we're not considered a black group because we got that big. And and and, and when you think of Black Eyed Peas, you don't think of, you, it's no longer like urban or black culture, which is, which is, which is, uh, it's not good for the black community that black eyed peas is not looked at as a, a a black group because we've had international success and that should be that should be credited to the black community more so than letting it be adopted 
But that that's just a, a, a thing that we suffer from all the time. Like when you think of jazz, you no longer think of black anymore. When you think of rock and roll, you don't think of black anymore. Like that, all that. It's just I, I don't know why we have that. When you think of uh, even country, you don't think of black. Like a lot of the things that we create and we invent, we dispose of or it gets stolen from us to the point where there's no association to its origins. Um, so to answer your question, I, I... Um, what? Honestly, what? Because it seems like he's saying two things. I'm. Are you saying that you got so big that black people didn't see you as black anymore because you became an international success. It was black people that didn't see you as a success anymore. So what the fuck are you going to say about Beyonce, Rihanna? Or like, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you saying? The, the Jackson five were also had worldwide success and they were still very much a black group. Like, wait, first of all, it's Fergie black. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Lundy, Lundy, Lundy. Is she black? So, so someone gave an example. Is Spice Girls are Spice Girls a black group because Mel B is there or what? I don't, I don't understand your reasoning. And it's just inter- it's interesting to me now that suddenly people want to be aligning themselves with blackness since the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement and all the things that happened over the summer of twenty twenty. You know celebrities are wearing more braids suddenly everyone wants to braid their hair you know or have their hair natural and I, while I think that's wonderful I just think that especially those who are lighter skinned and or biracial when they are doing these things um they are really really embraced in a way and then they're brought forward to come and talk about things that affect black people generally and I'm just like but you only decided the other day that you were going to claim your blackness and while I'm so so happy for you I think you should take a minute to marinate in that and let other people who've been out here talking let them speak instead that's not to say that that applies to Will I Am in this case but what I'm talking about in terms of Will I Am is the fact that they saw a lot of celebrities saw how much um, black groups and things like that and, and certain black people were embraced and celebrated during this time And then they started kicking themselves because for so long they tried to move away from being seen as a black group, especially black eyed peas. Like you've tried to move away from being seen in that vein. And then suddenly when you see that it's popping, you're like, oh, well, why have we been left out? Why aren't we considered in that way? What do you mean that it's because of your success? Or are you saying, what are you talking about? As if black people don't know success in even in the music industry. What are you saying? What, what, What are you on about? And then he goes on. It's like a convoluted kind of um, tirade. Like when he's like, oh, well, you know, you know, things, we don't even link jazz or rock and roll or country to black people anymore. And I wonder why that is. I don't wonder why that is. It's because of racism. If you can't say it with your chest, then don't say it. If you can't, if you can't say names, leave it in a playground because you're clearly not ready. You're clearly not ready to have these conversations. Like so many of these black celebrities, especially the black male celebrities have been so happy for so long to just not really address race and, and make all the money that they're making and live the lives that they're living but suddenly they're seeing that other people are having a conversation they want to be part of the conversation and it's like oh well this is why I haven't been talking about it or this is why I was left out of it shut up shut up because it doesn't make 
any sense. And then you're talking about, oh, well, you know, the things that we move away from or it's taken from us more time. Those genres are taken away from black people. They're taken away and then whitewashed. That's what's happened every single time. Punk, rock and roll, everything that you've listed, country music, all of that has been taken away from black people and then brought into the mainstream and made a completely different thing. So white people ultimately can profit from it. So the the point isn't very, very clear to me. And it's almost in like insinuating that black people saw him getting too successful and they were like, oh no, we don't want anything to do with that. They're not a black group because they're just way too successful. Or what is it? I just, it's a very weird way to phrase something. And Will I Am tends, tends to do that. I was listening to his conversation with Oprah. I think I mentioned it on Super Soul when she was talking to him on Super Soul Conversations before. And he has this really convoluted way of talking about things. Maybe... you know he's um neurodivergent so I don't want to take the piss in that sense but he there's that and then I just feel like there is a sort of weird self-indulgence to him where he just can't say it with his chest like you lot have existed in the higher echelons of society like you you know in terms of celebrity uh, world you lot have been enjoying for the longest time and it's only now it's only now that you feel like you haven't been embraced by black people or you know you aren't categorized as black when you were winning the awards before did you care that you weren't seen as black you were happy then but now it's an issue because you know black lives are mattering move man it's a weird thing, but I would like to hear your uh, perspective on that because he, I felt like he was trying to say a lot of things and then he, he was just muddling it up. And then I was looking at Wycliffe, um, Wycliffe's face while they were having this conversation because he was talking with um, Wycliffe um, about it. Um, and I could see that his face was just like, um, what? What? But apparently they're to form a new band or something. I don't know what that's all about. But I just, yeah, I just thought it was really, really interesting. Like you had a black member, a black woman before, I think, and then she wasn't in it anymore. So what happened there? You know, it's not, you should be thinking about, all of these things. It's not for us to come and think through for you, but to say that you, you're no longer considered a black group because you've had international success, that's not true. Whether you're attributing that to um, black people or you're attributing that to the industry, what you're saying is a fallacy and you need to go and sit down and regroup again because none of it makes sense. Um, so yeah, so that's that for Will. I, I'm not. And um, my next So You Mad... <sighs> God. So measles, the measles have reemerged. The measles has reared its ugly head again in Costa Rica. And how did it manage to do this? Because a French family decided to go to Costa Rica and they weren't vaccinated. They don't believe in vaccinations. And now measles has returned to Costa Rica after five years of not being there. Costa Rica told that bitch leave and she left only for a French family to go. No, 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 no. Je ne comprends pas. And they brought it back. So it says here, an unvaccinated French boy is suspected of having reintroduced measles to Costa Rica after the Central American country had been free of the disease for five years. It is unclear why the five-year-old French tourist had never received a measles jab. It's, it's unclear. He's five years old and you're saying it's unclear. It is very clear his parents are dickheads. His parents are dickheads. That's why he wasn't vaccinated. That's very clear to me. 
Um, but the arrival of the highly contagious, potentially deadly disease in a country that has been measles free since 2014 is likely to increase anxiety about the effects of the worldwide anti-vaccine movement. The reintroduction of measles to Costa Rica comes a month after the World Health Organization warned that vaccine hesitancy is the top 10 worst health threats facing humanity in 2019. Costa Rica's health ministry said the French five-year-old had arrived in the country with his parents on the 18th of February. Um, the Costa Rica star reported that the boy and his mother had not been vaccinated. The parents were said to have consulted a private doctor in Costa Rica about their son's rash and confirmed that other children who had attended the boy's school in France had come down with measles. <sighs> The health ministry said the boy was now being treated and kept in strict isolation at the Monsignor Sanabria Hospital in the port town of Punta Arenas. Um, the health ministry is seeking to establish who may have come in contact with the infected child, including during his flight at a San Jose hotel where the family stayed for one night and a beach village of Santa Teresa at the beach village of Santa Teresa um, and uh, where they were having their holiday. The French authorities have been informed about the boy's illness so they can track whether anyone else has been infected in the European country. Costa Rica's health ministry said the last time one of its own citizens had measles was in 2006. Before the five-year-old French boy fell ill, the last case of measles be being imported to Costa Rica had been 2014. The health ministry issued a statement saying our country enjoys very good vaccination coverage in general. However, in order to avoid particular cases and their possible complications, it is important that those in charge of minors ensure that children have the complete vaccination scheme. The Ministry of Health requests that if you know of someone who has symptoms of measles, um, then what does it say? It is vital that they notify the health authorities as soon as possible. Um, the World Health Organization has said that despite the availability of a safe and cost effective vaccine, that there were 110,000 measles death global, deaths globally in 2017, mostly among children under the age of five. Um, the World Health, um, World Health World Health Organization has warned that the number of measles cases worldwide has risen by more than 30% between 2016 and 2017 with the increases recorded in rich European countries like Germany where vaccination coverage has been previously high um It's interesting to me. Very, very interesting. And by interesting, I mean that it's absolutely fucked. Again, you're, you're lucky that I'm not running Costa Rica because when I tell you that that mother is going to jail, <laughs> the mother will be going to jail. I'm so sorry. To jail, you bitch. You don't want to vaccinate your child. You think that that's a you problem, but then it becomes an everybody else's problem. They haven't had measles in Costa Rica of one of their own citizens for the longest time. The two times since that they've now been dealing with it is because somebody else has brought it in, brought it onto their island, uh, brought it onto their isles. That's why. 
And it's so selfish. And I literally talked about it last week. This is biochemical warfare. You can't keep doing that. And then you're acting confused like, oh, and then he's got a rash on him. And you took him on the plane. You went to a hotel. Like he's been around so many people, you fucking inconsiderate cunt. He's been around so many people, so many young children. Or because, oh, you read somewhere that, you know, it might heighten chances of this and chances of that. But you know what he what it did heighten not getting the vaccination? Him getting the measles, you bitch. It's disgusting. It's disgusting and it's so horrible. It's so horrible because these you, you leave your rich countries, whether it's some affluent area that you're living in in America or whatever the fuck, but you leave your privileged life, decide that you're not going to vaccinate your child. And then you go to um, other areas where the socioeconomic standing of those people it vastly differs from yours in like not a good way. And they, the money that they probably have to pay for healthcare is something that you wouldn't have to think about, but they do. You're taking it to countries that are trying their best to bring themselves out of the throes of whatever Higgy Hagar, the West, the global West is doing to them. And then now you've given them measles to deal with on top because you want to be a cunt. Really? Really? That's disgusting. That's fucking disgusting. I can't believe it. I, I just I just think it's nasty, but I just felt that I would share that. And um, to that mother, you can suck your mum. Suck your, suck your mother. That's what you can do, you fool. Suck your mum through a baguette, you prick. Um, so yeah, that's that for uh, So You Mad. So let me get to straw of the week. I mean, I, it's, I've pretty much already given my straw. Haha. <laughs> but before we go on to um, straw of the week, aka Suck Your Mum, I'll just big up Skillshare, who is the sponsor of this episode. And so yeah, big up yourself, Skillshare. Um, no matter what 2021 brings you, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's um, online ca- uh, classes because time is what we make of it, as we've been told. So with Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity. There are lots of classes for you to choose from. I'm always telling you, like, whenever I tell you about the wonderful people at Skillshare, you can do um, a DIY product a photography class that looks cool style and shoot creative stills and that's taught by rachel glotta and daniel inskeep photographers at mango street lab so there's you know various classes anything that takes your fancy i'm sure there'll be a class about it on there so uh yeah skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning with so much to explore real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth so bring color and beauty and fun to your new year and add vivid details and craft complex wonders just do wonderful things and it's incredibly affordable so explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash straws and get a free trial of premium membership. That's skillshare.com forward slash straws and go and get your life. Okay. All right. Let's get on with straw of the week, AKA suck your mom. And we're going to start with a letter. We've got two letters, but I'm going to start with this letter. 
says here, hi Kalechi, I write this correspondence as my heart aches for Tamir Rice's family and my eyes sting from anger. There are so many straws that have to be given. The fucking dumb and dumber officers, the incompetent police dispatcher, the grand jury and the dickhead DA and of and especially the DOJ. When I read this article, which I've attached, I felt the suffocating rush all over again from back in 2014 when I viewed the video of Tamir Rice being murdered, gunned down as he lay in the snow dying. His older sister attempted to come and hold him, but she was unable to because the second police officer pinned her down and ultimately handcuffed her. Tamir Rice, this beautiful child that was gunned down in Ohio in 2014 by an officer who had resigned from his previous position as an officer because he knew he would ultimately be fired as a result of competence it says here loman's ex-superior said loman was unable to follow basic instructions basic functions as instructed and especially cited a dangerous loss of composure that occurred in a weapons training exercise polak said that loman's weapons handling was dismal and he became visibly distracted and weepy as a result of relationship problems the memo concluded individually these events would not be considered major situations but when taken together they show a pattern of a lack of maturity indiscretion and not following instructions i do not believe time nor training will be able to change or correct these deficiencies um it was subsequently revealed that cleveland police officials never reviewed loman's personnel file from inter and from independence prior to hiring him i don't know if you've ever viewed the video but the timing is all off because if verbal commands had been given as the officer claims tamir would have at least raised his head to see who was shouting at him within a matter of minutes from the time the police car arrived to the time he was shot it just doesn't add up now to add insult to the whole horror show the doj will not file any charges against the officer because the video was too grainy his poor sister also had been tackled, assaulted and threatened with arrest if she didn't control herself as her baby brother lay there dying. I must stop here because the more I write, the more I suffocate, the more suffocated I become. I've attached the article, take care of yourself and your family, the older sister, your older sister from across the pond, row from Philly. Thank you. It says here, um, no US charges for officers in Tamir Rice's case. The 12-year-old boy was killed by police in 2014. Prosecutors cited poor surveillance video quality. Um, it says here, the Justice Department um, announced Tuesday it would not bring federal criminal charges against two Cleveland police officers in the 2014 killing of the 12-year-old Tamir Rice, saying video of the shooting was too poor, of too poor a quality for prosecutors to conclusively establish what had happened. In closing the case, the department brought to an end a long-running probe into a high-profile shooting that helped galvanise the Black Lives Matter movement and became part of the national dialogue about police use of force against minorities, including children. The decision revealed in a lengthy statement uh, does not condone the officer's actions, but says the evidence was not enough to support a criminal civil rights prosecution. Tamir was playing with a pellet gun outside a Cleveland Recreation Center on November 22, 2014, when he was shot and killed by Officer Timothy Lohman, who is white. Seconds later, Lohman and his partner, Officer Frank Garmbach, arrived at the scene. The officers were called to the recreation center after a man drinking beer and waiting for a bus had called 911 to report that a guy was pointing a gun at people. The caller told a 911 dispatcher that it was probably a juvenile and the gun might be fake, though that information was never relayed to the officers. To bring federal 
um, what's it say here, to, to bring federal um, civil rights charges in cases like this one, the Justice Department must prove that an officer's actions willfully broke the law rather than being the result of a mistake, negligence or bad judgment. It has been a consistently th- tough burden for federal prosecutors to meet in both Democratic and Republican administrations with the Justice Department declining criminal charges against police officers in other recent high-profile cases, including the deaths of Eric Garner in New York City and Michael Brown in Ferguson. Um, In a statement... Sabod Chandra, an attorney for the boy's family, said that the Justice Department's process was tainted and the family has demanded prosecutors provide additional information about recommendations made during the probe. The Rice family has been cheated of a fair process yet again, Chandra said. In this case, the Justice Department said poor quality surveillance video uh, prevented prosecutors from being able to conclusively determine whether Tamir was or was not reaching for his toy gun just before he was shot. The two officers told authorities soon after the shooting that Tamir was reaching for his toy weapon prior to being shot and was given multiple commands to show his hands. But the video reviewed by prosecutors makes the sequence of events less clear. The grainy time-lapse video, which has no audio, does not show detail or perspective, and the camera's view is obstructed by a patrol car, prosecutors said. Um, In addition, they said, though, um, though the positioning of the boy's arms suggests they were in the vicinity of his waist, his hands were not visible in the video and it cannot be determined from the video what he was doing so everybody in that situation um all of you can go suck your mothers um for denying justice to the rice family a 12 year old boy first of all when we talk about how adultified black children are this is a clear example of that a guy is pointing a gun at people only for you to then change it and go but i'm sure he's a juvenile basically i'm sure he's young and um i'm sure it's a toy gun so you knew all of that but you still called 911 you fucking idiots and then upon that they now arrive and you know black children aren't children you know they just see oh he was reaching for a gun what are you talking about what are you talking about and you know the moment you say that oh i I thought he was reaching for a gun you can do whatever you like and you won't know peace you loman and and i'm hard back or um bike back that they call you gone back you will never know peace in this life nor will the rest of your family because what kind of disgust just disgusting disgusting behavior as far as i'm concerned it was murder i don't care if you say it has to be premeditated or whatever the fuck it's disgusting and that's all there is to it and you keep talking about bad apples but you keep hiring people without checking their background first so you're hiring um, apples that have already been stated to be rotten but you don't bother to look fuck all of you fuck all of you, you dickheads you can all go suck your mothers and choke and die. Um, so that's that. And then my next letter says here, hi, Kalechi and Sadiq. I hope you're both doing well, even um, under with this stupid government we find ourselves under. Wow, I can't believe I'm writing in. I've been a silent listener for over two years, but I have something that truly broke my heart that I thought I would share with the podcast. A story about an 11-year-old boy named Don Davis in Nigeria has been shown on Twitter as he was enrolled into a boarding school named Deeper Life High School by his mum and has been molested simply because he has problems with bedwetting. There hasn't been a formal newspaper article at the time that I've written this, so excuse me if if there aren't all the facts here right now. 
But seniors and staff at this school have um, tortured and starved him since he was he's been at this school. If you search hashtag justice for Don Davis on Twitter, you'll see how much weight he's lost since he's been at this school, which has only been a few months. And also you'll be able to read what these disgusting people have been doing to him as I don't feel comfortable writing it all here. His mother has been trying to get justice for him, but is being bullied by the government and the staff at this school. It's truly heartbreaking and everyone involved needs a giant straw because, well, to be honest, apologies, but I just don't have the words. I'll insert the link here for the video where his mum's explaining to him that it's important that he tells her what's been going on. And you can tell that the poor boy is traumatised. I truly pray that uh, that they see peace and justice in this life and everyone involved gets everlasting diarrhoea to the highest power. Thanks so much and please keep doing what you're doing. We need and appreciate you more than you'll ever know from a baby girl. Thank you, baby girl. And thank you for sending that through i did go and look at the thread and it's absolutely disgusting the the things that you know these boarding schools and people get away with and honestly i'd always thought that things were fucked before but since having a child and i consider you know education for lev and things like that i just think to myself like who will i not kill if they harm my child who will i not kill because it's wild the things that are happening right now in and around the place is absolutely wild. You send your child to school, healthy, well. Okay, he's bedwetting. What's the fucking problem? You know, you send him there only for him to come back looking so bedraggled, looking so withdrawn, clearly traumatized from the way he's been treated. And I know that this isn't a new thing because I hear so many people talk about their experiences when they were at boarding school. And it basically sounds like abuse, but they're talking about it with this light tone in their voice as if it's all wonderful. And you're like, hmm. I think that you need to go and speak to a professional about the things that you were just speaking about there because it doesn't sound, um, you know, it doesn't sound cool um, to me. I, I'll say that for like, yeah, it just it just doesn't sound cool to me. But um, yeah, it's it's just really, it's really odd. It's really odd that they think that they can get away with this and what, because you're not going to listen to his mother, that you're just going to keep treating children in this way. People really need to pull these educational um, institutions up on their fuckery and just not allow it to run. Like, it's not fair. It's simply not fair. I was disgusted when I saw it. It's, oh, it's just really heartbreaking. And um, my last straw of the week goes out to the Garda, is that what they're called in um, Ireland? The police um, officers or the armed police officers who shot George in Kencho. They shot him five times. They shot him five times. Yeah, I think it was five times. Um, they're now saying that the, uh, there's an inquiry that will look into the use of force that was used against um, George in Ireland. Um, George from what his family have said, he had mental health, um, you know, issues. And this was people generally in the community were aware of this. And he was allegedly holding a knife and he seemed to launch at the police uh, officers. And then they shot him five times. I don't know why you need to shoot someone five times. And they were like, oh, it's because he had a knife and, you know, he was launching forward. But in the same island with the same types of police officers, you've managed to um, apprehend white men who have also had um, knives, even ones who have stabbed people with the knife, you know, prior to you arriving, you still managed to apprehend them alive. You've also like somebody else had a machete 
you've managed to um, apprehend them alive, but it just happens to be this black man that you then had to, you just had to kill him. You know, you just had to. And so when we talk about um, police brutality and we talk about it in the sense that it's like, oh, an American problem or whatever. No, because anti-blackness is global. It is global. And that's what we're seeing play out. And that's why I have a duty on this podcast to let you know when these things are happening, because we can't just not know and think that it's that, you know, it's okay. Not every time just that you're only jumping up for America. Understand what's happening on this stupid godforsaken island that you're also on. So it says here, um, just getting it up now. It says much of the final hour of George Nkencho's life um, was filmed with the videos shared around social media and WhatsApp groups, despite pleas from his family. There is a video of Mr. Nchenko, um, Nkencho, sorry, Nkencho, um, walking back from assaulting a member of staff in a supermarket in Hartstown, um, a line of Garda vehicles slowly following behind. There is this 13 second footage filmed from about 500 meters away of the fatal shots being fired and um, by Garda. Uh, um, at um, Mr. Nkencho, who is um, carrying a knife um, and he appears to lunge at them. And there are the videos taken from an upstairs window of paramedics trying to save his life before moving him into an ambulance. The prevalence of footage has led many, including public representatives, to pass judgment on the actions of Garda um, or the deceased even before the investigation by the Garda um, Ombudsman um, Commission had started. One of the strongest reactions came from Nigerians in Diaspora Commission, an office of the Nigerian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It called the shooting callous and wicked, while also calling for patience pending the investigation. In a world of quickly reached judgment, many questioned why Garda um, could not have shot Mr. Nkencho in the legs instead of the chest. But you do know that there is a um, vessel that runs in your legs that you, if you get shot there, you can still die, right? But anyway, okay, cool. Um, Speaking in general terms, um, Sheila Brady of SAR Security Consultancy and a retired armed guarder says, um, armed guardi, is that what they're called, are not trained to shoot limbs because it's highly likely they won't connect. If you have to shoot, you're taught to shoot at the target at its largest. In most cases, that is the torso. Guardi are taught to shoot to stop the threat, not to kill, she says. Unfortunately, the outcome is often the same. Well, it is, isn't it? They're like, oh, well, we used tasers on him. We used pepper spray on him and he just wasn't stopping. So because he wasn't stopping, you then had to shoot him dead. It doesn't make any damn sense. And you also are aware that that this person you've if you've called up you i'm sure you've been told about their history of mental illness so you are not trained in how to um apprehend someone who has a history of mental illness or does it not count when it's a black person so what i want to say about that is that i hope that justice is served and all the people that decided to bust shots in that situation that they're dealt with they're dealt with severely but you know this is the uk and ireland and all of them man there and i doubt that that will be done but i'm just disgusted i'm disgusted and i'm saddened that yet again a black person's life has been lost um at the hands of police and there isn't just there's just not enough conversation about it especially when we're talking about being in the uk there isn't enough conversation and i need more i need more because the, uh, racism affect, um, affects your and impacts your mental health severely that's one thing but just generally this society has very very poor ways of being able to um um deal with and help people who are mentally ill and when they are black on top of that 
oh gosh, it's an absolute shit show. And that's what's showing itself here. And on top of that, the disdain that police forces generally have um, for black people because of the institutionally racist environments that they are bred within, um, they can't help but to like just take lives anyhow. And that needs to stop. It truly needs to stop. Like none of this can continue running. So all of the Garda, Garda, whatever the fuck you call yourselves, you can go suck your mothers, you pricks. Yeah, that's for all of you because the behavior is disgusting and there's no justification for killing this young black man. None at all. So that's that for this week's episode of SYM. Yeah, I feel like that's it. I have been Kalechi Okafor and um, this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Thank you to ExpressVPN and Skillshare for sponsoring this episode. And I hope that you're all taking care of yourselves. You can keep up to date with what I'm doing on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. And you can follow the podcast on at Say Your Mind Pod or follow me on at Kalechnikov. And when Sadiq is back, you can follow him on at, at Sadiko JN. So yeah, that's that for this week. Take care of yourselves. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Be sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cops ready for the tea we are go sipping here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.